Wills, Trusts, and Probate, An Insider's Guide to Estate Planning in Wisconsin, written by John Horn, J.D., and Dara L. Johnson Tracy, J.D., narrated by Matt Doyle. Chapter 1. What is estate planning, and why do we need it? What and why? First, estate planning is not simply about what happens to your money after you die. Who gets my stuff? Who is my executor? This is the traditional but sorely limited scope of estate planning. While these are good questions, estate planning is a great deal more than that. Second, another important element in planning is to sidestep court, judges, and potential legal combat at death or dotage. For example, most people want to avoid probate court. Similarly, they would like to avoid adult guardianship, incompetency proceedings. There are good reasons for this. So, circumventing probate and adult guardianship is immensely important. This can be accomplished with good planning. Third, modern estate planning adds another crucial element, protection of your loved ones from future legal problems and financial attacks. All of this is sometimes referred to, generically, as asset protection. You can safeguard your assets from creditors, predators, divorce and bankruptcy after you are gone. Your spouse, children, and other loved ones, even your pets, can receive a gift of your inheritance, but also have the benefit of rock-solid protection over that inheritance from bad people and bad times. In that same vein, estate planning can minimize or illegally avoid taxes on your loved ones. It can protect your spouse and children from draconian Medicaid seizures. You don't have to lose the house or farm. It can preserve college tuition money for your young grandchildren with greater protection and yet greater flexibility than most commonly held financial accounts and products. Similarly, we will often draft estate planning provisions that protect and assist any beneficiary who has any serious alcohol, drug, or gambling problems, or if they require government assistance. Certain important protections automatically switch on to shield that beneficiary. It's not just about planning for the things that we know will happen, but equally for the things that we don't know about. Therefore, Asset protection is actually people protection and can be wide-ranging and impactful. Protecting even $10,000 for a grandchild with special needs will give her meaningful help. And our own children, for example, are delighted and relieved to know that they will never lose a dime of inheritance money to a divorcing spouse. In short, solid estate planning should take into account the what-ifs in life, including the possibility of mental incapacity, ill health, financial stress, or other difficult times. Certainly, plan for incapacity and death, and the management and transfer of assets when either occurs. Make an orderly, stress-free transfer of your home, personal property, financial assets, or small business. But likewise, plan in a way that protects your loved ones from whatever may be at risk in their own family and circumstances. Fourth, get started now that you understand what proper estate planning is all about. Next, you'll need to implement this with a qualified, experienced estate planning attorney. Most will meet with you at no charge initially, or you could go to a general practitioner and get a simple will put in place. There are also online estate planning forms that can be used. These methods tend to provide a false sense of security because, unless everything plays out exactly the way you were hoping, there is a very high chance that a serious issue will arise at some point and your loved ones will not be able to handle this on their own or will experience tremendous distress, or both. Our firm, 
For example, qualified, experienced estate planning attorneys has all the tools in place to cover the what-ifs and make sure they have already been planned for to protect your assets and your family. Common Misconceptions About Estate Planning There is a common misconception that only those with a significantly large estate need estate planning. In fact, you could be worth zero and still need some health care and funeral documents and a basic power of attorney for finances. In the value of your estate, we're including the value of your retirement accounts, whether or not you're taking distributions yet. The death value of your life insurance policies, jewelry, vehicles, Household goods and furnishings, electronics, and your investments are also included. Usually, when people look at their death value, it's going to look much different than what they consider their net worth to be. Many of us are worth far more dead than alive. And that's okay. People who are not familiar with the estate planning process might assume that they have to have wealth in order for it to mean something. An insider knows that net worth is only scratching the surface. The real emphasis is what we do for all of those other contingencies and circumstances, which do not have to do with death, but rather have to do with your health, mental health, and your ability to have people help you with whatever you may have. You need tools to allow others to help you. You need someone who's authorized to decide which nursing home you go to, because if we don't have proper documentation in place, even a spouse might wind up in a guardianship proceeding in court in order to be allowed to make those decisions. In Wisconsin, another common misconception is that if you're married, you don't have to worry about estate planning because your spouse will automatically have the ability to sell the house or make health care decisions. This is completely false. Even if you're married, you must have some basic estate planning documents in place. When filling in the blanks online or going to a general attorney, a lot of important questions aren't going to be asked. Is this a blended family? Is this a traditional family? Sometimes, even in a traditional family, there's a very strong need to make sure that your share of the estate won't wind up in the hands of a new spouse if you die and your spouse gets remarried. You have to look at the relationship between the children and their parents and each other. We have to look at all of these different components when deciding what an appropriate structure is for an individual or a family. Are there individuals with special needs or who might have special needs in the future? What is the makeup of the assets? Do you own real estate? Do you have a retirement plan? Are there charitable inclinations? In the case of a blended family, a one-size-fits-all will would not take into account that you have a second marriage and children from each of the prior relationships. That form has no provision that would assist in that type of family dynamic. You are going to have potential rivalries and disputes. And planning ahead is how you get around those. If you create a will online, you'll have a false sense of security. You'll think it's all taken care of, but it's not. In most situations, all the assets in the estate are going to transfer through direct beneficiary designations or through joint ownership to the surviving spouse. The will probably won't even come into play. Then, the surviving spouse owns everything. Statistics consistently show that within about 25 months of a wife's death, A husband is often already remarried. If you are an eligible bachelor over the age of 70 who can drive at night, this addition was wisely included by one of our clients who is a widow, then you may be a very eligible bachelor because women tend to outlive men in such great numbers. Typically, one spouse dies and the surviving spouse gets remarried. Over the years, 
that new spouse is going to become the beneficiary of retirement plans and life insurance policies and the joint owner of the home and investments. Then the spouse who remarried dies. Everything goes to the new spouse, and he or she can completely disinherit your children. People who aren't familiar with this process assume that there's a one-size-fits-all template when the specific components are actually critical to making the right choices. For example, a gentleman came to us about his parents' estate. He called them his parents, but it was a blended family. His dad had married his stepmom 25 years ago. His dad had three children, and she had two children. His dad passed away with no planning. They were depending on the default provisions of Wisconsin law. The couple had told all of the children that they wanted them to share everything equally when they were gone. When the husband died, by default provisions of Wisconsin law, everything passed to his wife. His wife died three weeks later. Under default provisions of Wisconsin law, 100% of that estate went to her two children. His children wound up with nothing. Don't ever depend on the default provisions of the law because there's a very good chance that those default provisions won't result in what you intended. This has been Wills, Trusts, and Probate, an insider's guide to estate planning in Wisconsin. Written by John Horn, J.D. and Dara L. Johnson Tracy, J.D. Narrated by Matt Doyle. Copyright 2020 by John Horn and Dara L. Johnson Tracy.